Good afternoon. Bear with me because if you can't tell, I am incredibly nervous. This is definitely not something that comes easy to me. I am not someone to stand up here and speak to a crowd, no matter how small it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have notes and lots and lots of notes to try to help me. Uh, our scripture reading is going to be in Matthew chapter 1, uh, verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And if you would, please stand with me. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on the, these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appearing unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let us pray. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand up here and just preach your word, and just to give forth the message, and just be with me and with all of us as uh, we learn together and just see Joseph as an example. Thank you for everything that you do for us and just keep us safe. In your name I pray, amen. So today's message is about the obedient father. There's not much written about Joseph um, there's just a little bit mentioned here, uh, and we're only going to talk about two places, and then he's mentioned again, um, not even by name, uh, when Jesus is in the temple, uh, and they'd lost him, and he was like, wouldn't you know that I'm going about my father's work? But just in these examples that we're going to read, it's a very solid example of how Joseph is the obedient father. <clears throat> Can you put yourself in his shoes for a minute? Can you just imagine you are engaged to this girl, you love her, you want to spend the rest of your life with her, and you find out she's pregnant. Not only is she pregnant, but she can't really tell you who the father is. She's coming up with this story and says, it's the Holy Spirit. 
that is something that would be hard as... It, I just, I can't imagine being in a position like that where you had to have that conversation. Never mind how hard it was on Mary. Mary didn't have a choice. Mary was in that position. Joseph had a choice. And he had this conversation with her. And instead of making a public example of her, he had decided he was just going to put her away private and call it good. Uh, let's go to Psalm chapter 4. And we're going to read verses uh, 1 through 8. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord hath set, him, set apart him that is godly for himself, and the Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. This psalm reminded me of the position that uh, in Psalms, <clears throat> Joseph didn't react out of anger. He didn't react out of disappointment. He stopped and he thought on it and he prayed. And while he was sleeping, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, don't put Mary away. She's telling you the truth. This baby is of the Holy Spirit. And you need to marry her and take her as your wife. <clears throat> How many times do we put ourselves in a position where we react before allowing God to act? If we hear something or we, we, we see something, we, re, we respond in the moment and, and, and not responding after reflection up, up, upon meditating on God's word and saying, how, are, how, how is this supposed to work for your good? How, is this supposed, how am I supposed to react to this, God? How am I supposed to handle this? Joseph didn't react out of anger or disappointment or shame of, or anything else. He waited, he prayed, he reflected, and in the end, God revealed to him, this is what I want you to do. After that, again, I put myself, you know, I, I, I like to put myself in the shoes of, the characters in the Bible. Can you imagine how the conversation went? Joseph and Mary sat down, had a conversation. I'm pregnant. You're what? 
So after they have that conversation, he makes a decision that he's going to go one way, but he hadn't done anything yet. The angel of the Lord reveals unto him that, no, she's telling the truth. She's pregnant. This is the Lord's baby. You shall marry. Now he has to go back to her. I'm really sorry. It, I, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's not in the Bible. The, the, the descriptions aren't there, but it's just something that I have a little bit of fun with in my head. You know, I can just imagine having to go back and say, I'm really sorry that I didn't believe you at first. In the end, Joseph married Mary, married Mary, and trusted God and did what God commanded him to do. There are other examples of obedient fathers in uh, the Bible. There are two that come to mind that are fairly easy examples are Abraham in Genesis 22. So Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 3. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering unto one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the word wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. And then later in, let's see, verses 9 through 12, And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son because God commanded it. It's an example that we use a lot of being obedient to the Lord, of the ultimate sacrifice. It's a lot easier to sit here and say, well, I'd be willing to lay down my life. Are you willing to lay down your sons, your daughters? your wife's, your husband's. The example here is just to show that Abraham was committed to God and was committed to do what God commanded him to do. And then in for Noah's the other example, Genesis chapter 6, 13 through 14. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. 
and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And then in 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. So here's another example of something that God commanded a father to do that just in and of itself is ludicrous. Noah, I'm going to flood the earth. I'm going to kill everybody, everything on it. I need you to make an ark. It's not a drop in the sky. Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your only son that I made you wait years for. Joseph, I want you to marry this girl who I have put my only son in and I want you to raise him as your son. Going back to Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. Uh, let's see, Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, in Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod. He was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Joseph is still being the obedient father. He's still listening when God speaks and God commands him. Because he's willing to sit there and speak, uh, listen to when God, God is speaking, God is directing Joseph's path. And I'm, sh again, it doesn't specifically say it. I can't imagine being in that position, but he's fulfilling prophecy step by step by step. And he probably doesn't even have a clue that the steps that he's taking because he's just doing what God tells him to do. 
he's fulfilling these prophecies just one by one so that later on it proves that Jesus is who he says he is. Can you imagine how scared Joseph had to have been to continue to uproot his family? He married Mary, who had a son, Joseph, and he's the stepfather. And all of a sudden, he finds out that the king is a little angry and is probably going to reach out and try to kill his, try to kill his children. And the uh, angel visits him in a dream and commands him to go to Egypt. So he goes to Egypt to escape the wrath of the king and stays there. He's safe in Egypt. Yes, he finds out that Herod died, but he's safe in Egypt. He's been there for, I'm not sure that it specifically says the amount of time frame, but he spent time there. They have a life there. Why would he want to get up and go back to Israel? Why would he want to leave the life that they had settled down into? Because the angel of the Lord visited him in a dream and said, go back. It is safe. And he followed that all the way down, and he turned aside, and he went into a little called Nazarene, because that is where God wanted him to be. There are a couple verses here that I think that guided Joseph's walk with the Lord. And again, that's not specifically that I know this to be true. It, I, I like to think that this, this is something that he could have read and known that it was true. Uh, Psalms 34, 7 through 9. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. God will protect us. If we trust in the Lord and we're doing what the Lord wants us to do, God will protect us. Just because he will protect us does not mean that we will have it easy or that we will not have problems. Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God will protect us and provide for us. And that is the end. I know it was short. The only thing that I would ask is to reminisce on this is this is an example of a father, of several fathers following God's will. Make sure that we're trying to do the same. Let's pray. 
Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the message. Just Thank you for all that you provide for us and protect us. Continue to watch over us and keep your hand over us. Thank you for all that you do for us. In your name I pray. Amen.